Oh yeah, baby, what's going on? And welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle. I am your host, Greg. As I discuss with you, thoughts that I feel are pertinent and I would like to get your opinion on as we chit-chat for a little bit here. I just got two real topics that I'd like to get your opinion on. And those of you that are listening, reach out to me on Twitter. Maybe respond at Man Cave Huddle. Two topics real quick. Earlier in the week, Kyrie Irving, point guard, Boston Celtics, former Cleveland Cavalier, champion, teammate of the LeBron James, felt that after a game in Orlando, which they lost, he needed to reach out to LeBron James and apologize for his youthful behavior when they were both teammates on the Cavaliers. I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking along the lines of, he was, uh, I'm a player that wanted everything at my fingertips. I wanted to do things my way. I didn't realize what it took to be a leader and what you need to do to be a leader. And he sees that now. I mean, as a, if you're a parent, it almost feels like when your child becomes an adult and they move out and they start dealing with the trials and tribulations of real life, they come home one day and they just look down and they say, I get it. I didn't like it at that point in time, but I finally understand what you was trying to teach me. And I think that's what's going on with Kyrie right now. But the problem with, I don't have a problem with what he said or even the delivery because he sounded very, very humble. He sounded very, very mature. And it showed a lot of personal growth and evolution to be able to do that. And actually reach out to the guy where because he was the man and you wanted to be the man, you asked for a trade. But you know what? This is where I have a problem. The platform that he used to relay his message. This is something that maybe the whole world didn't need to know. He could have just hit up LeBron like, Bron, what's up? You got a couple minutes? Let's chop it up real quick. You don't need to tell everybody that. You don't need to tell everybody the issues that you have with the young players on your team and the problems that they're giving you. I mean, the same way LeBron was yelling at Kyrie, I see Kyrie yelling at other players on the Celtics. But the thing is, it's one thing to sit there and talk about it in the locker room just among your team, and it's another thing to relay the message through the media. To me, I don't know if that really is the right thing to do because a lot of players commented on how they didn't like it, that he went to the media and said what he had to say. Because personally, you have to be thinking in the back of their heads, we went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year without you. A game seven without you. So you mean to tell me I'm only a year better and a, a second year along in my career and we going to need you to win? Now, granted, Kyrie does have a championship and he did knock down that dagger in Curry's mouth. The thing is, I think we've all learned in life there's a, um, a time and place to say what you got to say and say it the way you want to say it. 
And I'll never fall for the relaying messages through the media. Because all that does is that just creates a little bit of negativity to why couldn't you hit me up? Why couldn't you? Why couldn't we go out for a dinner? Why couldn't we go out to a lounge or something? Why couldn't we go out to uh, get, grab a bite to eat after practice and talk about this? No, you have to go through the media. And maybe Kyrie was saying these things to them. Maybe he did do all that, and they still weren't listening. He felt like this was the last resort. I mean, is it true what he's saying? Probably, but it still doesn't... It, it doesn't get... The message doesn't get received, I think, the way he wants it to be received when you use the media route. I mean, when you look at Jimmy Butler, wherever team he's on, he always got something to say about coaching, players. And it's, it's, it's probably true. But using the media like that, I don't agree. Let me get your thoughts. At me, Man Cave Huddle, on Twitter. Kyrie Irving, should he have used media to express his frustration with his young team? Or should he have been a good leader and kept family business in-house? Another thing I wanted to talk about was Zion Williamson, superstar freshman recruit playing basketball at Duke. I mean, at this point in college basketball, he is head and shoulders the best player and the number one pick in this upcoming draft. Now, we all know as the draft looms closer, they'll have a new Luka Donich that's going to be a European great player that everybody's going to want to get their fingertips on. But for right now in college, Zion Williamson is that dude. Who's that dude? Zion Williamson. And I heard the other day, people are talking, and this is the, this is the first time I've heard about this in bas college basketball. Should he sit the rest of the season or should he play? Now, I've heard of this in college basketball. I mean college basketball, in college football. And initially, I thought, how could you, as a college football player, not play in that last game and go out to battle with your brothers for the last time until I saw the injury to Jalen Smith, where he was a top two, three pick in the draft, and he tore his ACL and had some nerve damage, and it dropped him to the second round, had to sit for a year, and by the grace of God, he's come back 100%. He's balling as a middle linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. But then there's also in that same draft was Jake Butt, who's the number one tight end coming out of that draft, tore his ACL in his bowl game. And he came back, but never came back to the player that he was. So football being a lot more of a contact sport where literally every play could be a last, I understand you sitting out that last play, that last game. But in basketball, is it possible to tear your ACL? Yes, it is. I'm not going to sit here and say no, it's not. Yes, it is. But it's not an injury that's as common as you think. I'm sure guys get injured, sprain ligaments. But the last big-time player that was going top in the draft, maybe top five, in the draft was Nerlin Noel's that tore his ACL. I mean, could it happen on any play? Yeah, but basketball is not designed for you to have two big brute men running into each other and colliding. It's mostly sprained ankles that you receive and sprains. But like I said, 
Getting an ACL is a reality. It's just something that doesn't happen all the time. But when I heard about this Zion Williamson sitting, I thought like the pros and cons to this, you know? And the pros of him sitting is obviously you'll prevent injury. So that's definitely going to be out of the picture. He solidified himself as the number one pick. What more else does he have to prove? He's athletic, could block, could run, could do it all. What more does he have to prove? But then look at let's look at the the negative side of this. If you're a GM, do you want to draft this guy saying to yourself, does he have the passion to play? Where he didn't even want to play at Duke, a very prestigious basketball program. Does he really have the passion to play or does he just want to be the number one pick? And there's something to be said about the college experience and missing out on being a college kid. Hanging out with the fellas, eating food late at night, doing what you do when you're in college. Because once you get into the pros, it's NBA 24-7. And another point that I wanted to bring up, there have been tons of guys that came into college and you knew they were going to be one and done. But why... Zion, and why now are we bringing up the idea of having a player sit? I mean, they weren't saying that with Ben Simmons. They weren't saying that with John Wall. Obviously, a lot of these high school kids, they jumped before the draft, but they weren't saying that with Carl Anthony Towns. There's a lot of players where they didn't say that, and they just let them play the whole season. Are the times changing? Could this be a new trend? Is this just maybe hate towards Duke? Is maybe Zion feeling this way and he just wanted to put out a feeler, see how it would be received and perceived by the public? These are all valid points. This episode, I should just call questions because I'm just basically asking questions and I want to know some answers. And I want to know what you the people that I do this for. What are your opinions? At me at Man Cave Huddle on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts are. As far as Zion, I say, look, you came to college, you're going to play for a year. Play. You are on a team that has a great opportunity of winning a national title. Play it out, win a national title, have the experience of your life. Because then when you get to the NBA, it's not about being chummy chummy with all the fellas, straight up about wins and losses. It's about that in college too, but it's different. It's about developing as a man, as a player. That's how I feel on Kyrie making his comments regarding his team, as well as Shazion Williamson sit. As I do with every episode, you guys already know, I'm going to leave you with a positive quote. And today's positive quote is, time and good friends are two things that become more valuable the older you get. Yeah. I saw a couple of people nod their head and say, that's true. Because you know it's true. Time and good friends are two things that become more valuable the older you get. Thank you for listening, everybody. And bye-bye now.